Welcome to the Pigsty's Rabid Reaction Podcast for Arkansas's 84-79 to loss to Memphis in the second round of the Bad Boy Mowers Battle for Atlantis Tournament. As always, we'll do some analysis of the game, get it done in under 10 minutes, and get you back on your merry way. Doesn't really get easier from here. It's been a rough week with Hogs falling to UNC Greensboro and now Memphis uh, in the span of a week. And then the next two games against the bluest of all blue bloods. Got North Carolina and Duke next two games for the Hogs. Great resume builder. Great chance to, to get some quality victories under your belt after the week the Hogs have had. I've got to be honest, there are some patterns right now that don't give me a ton of confidence. I think we could be looking at a 4-4 four and four record by the middle of next week. Talk about a couple of things from this game. So, obviously the foul trouble and, and the technical fouls specifically kind of hindered the Hogs. You know, they let Memphis – Memphis got to shoot. And, obviously, you know, this is somewhat inflated with the end of the way the end of the game goes. But Memphis scored 24 points at the free throw line tonight. Compare that to the Hogs only scoring 20. In a close game, five-point game, that makes a difference. Right. And, and so foul trouble obviously was an issue, but foul trouble is, is a tip of, of a bigger sort of iceberg, which is really noticing right now on this team. There's a lack of guys who can be positive contributors on both ends of, of the floor. You look at the offensive side of the ball and, you know, you have Ellis, who I think can be a positive contrib- contributor offensively. Battle can be a positive contributor offensively. Both of those guys are liabilities on the defensive end. Flip side of the coin, you have someone like Layden Blocker, who is absolutely making a positive impact to the game, <clears throat> to the game on uh, the defensive end of the floor. But right now is is still not really a, a positive contributor offensively. Musselman has his work cut out for him right now, trying to figure out what is what is the lineup combination that will both give me the defensive intensity that I've been known for, it has been my calling card at Arkansas, and give us a chance to be successful on the offensive end of the field uh, floor. Because right now, right now it's not happening. We're not seeing both. When you when you have a lineup that is that is able to score, they're giving up a ton of points. When you have a lineup that is in there to shut down the other team. They're not scoring on the offensive end. And the reason this team is not scoring on the offensive end, I think, is the biggest kind of pattern that has emerged from this team. This is supposed to be Eric Musselman's best shooting team. And I think in a lot of ways it is. You know, I mean, this team shot 38% on 39% from three uh, tonight. That's good. That that is that's fantastic. That, that and way better than any Musselman team. And that really is going to help space the floor and spread teams out. The problem is, for much of the game, what you saw was dudes taking turns, dribbling the air out of the basketball, attacking the rim, not getting anywhere, pulling back out, giving to a different guy, different guy, sort of head down, you know, towards the rim doesn't make it happen, kick back out, try it again with the third guy. There's not a lot of guys making the game simpler for other players on the offensive end. I mean, this team had seven assists tonight 
seven assists on 26 made baskets. I mean, that means just over a quarter of their buckets are assisted. That means three-fourths of their baskets are unassisted. That, that is going to be more difficult. Like that, that, that when, you, when you are going one-on-five consistently to get buckets, that's going to make things harder. And I'm not really sure who that dude is that's going to be the guy to do it. Again, if you listen to yesterday's, we're having the same conversation because this this has really become, I think, what is going to be the crux of, of this team and whether this team is successful or not. And let's be real. Let's not run from it now. There were a ton of people sharing, retweeting, talking about on radio shows, the number of people who predicted this team to get to the Final Four. There were a lot of folks making that prediction. Hog fans and non-Hog fans, that this was Musselman's team to make their deepest run and end up in the Final Four. I hope I'm sitting here in March and the battle for Atlantis tournament is well in our rearview mirror. And this is a Final Four team. I hope I'm eating my words. But let me give you another thing that has the number four. We're looking at potentially this team starting four and four on the season a 500 ball club. That doesn't inspire a ton of confidence in me that this team is going to get to the final four. That this is going to be the team that finally gets over the hump. And the reason I'm concerned about that is because, yes, this team has a bunch of dudes who can score the basketball. But right now, it's every man for himself out there. I saw a tweet during the game that of someone saying, the Hogs just need someone to take this game over. No, it's actually quite the opposite right now. The problem is they need guys to stop trying to take the game over at an individual level. They need somebody creating offense for other people. Tilting the defense, breaking down the defense, and getting other people good looks. Right now, or today, last I checked, and I'll pull up the stats again to double-check before I, I make this make this claim. Right now, yeah. So there were, there were two guys who had a positive assist-to-turnover ratio in this game today. Again, we only had seven assists. Layden Blocker had a one-to-zero assist-to-turnover ratio. L. Ellis had a three to two assist to turnover. Everybody else that had an assist in this game, so you're looking at Trevin Brazil, one to three assist to turnover ratio. De- uh, Debo Davis, one to three assist to turnover ratio. Makai Mitchell, one to two assist to turnover ratio. It's not going to cut it, right? And, and when the one guy right now who is consistently setting other people up, only plays 13 minutes, you're going to continue to see results like this. L. Ellis has consistently been the guy who is making things happen. I mean, go back and look at, so I think it was the old Dominion game, what he did in the second half, scoring the ball and, and dishing out assists. It may, it's going to make the game better for everyone in the half-court offense. I love Every dude on this team as an ISO scorer, I, they, legitimately, or, or the, the ones who are it, right? So your, your battles, your marks, your Devo Davises, 
they all have that potential to be that guy to go off. They have the potential to create for themselves in the half-court offense. But when that is the only weapon the team has, it is very easy to scheme against that defensively. This will not be a Final Four team with this offense. Right now, I honestly would tell you, this isn't going to be a second weekend of the tournament team with this level of offense. There has got to start to be some continuity amongst guys. And I think L. Ellis is the guy to do it. And Musselman's challenge now is to figure out the lineup that keeps Ellis in there and covers his defensive liabilities. What is the lineup that will allow you to maximize what he does, making the game easier for others in the half-court offense and minimizes his negative impact on the defensive end? Is it a lineup of Ellis, Blocker, Devo, Brazil, Chandler Lawson, Makai Mitchell if he can stay out of foul trouble? You know, is it a super small line? Is Brazil your your de facto five? You know, and so you have Battle or Mark in there for another score. So it's it's Ellis, Blocker, Devo, Mark, Trevin Brazil. I don't know. But Musselman's got to figure it out. Especially if he wants to continue that streak of getting to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Got about 15 seconds left. Probably won't do one tomorrow. Is actually my family's uh, Thanksgiving stuff. So probably won't do one after the football and basketball game combo tomorrow. Never say never. I just wouldn't expect to see it. Uh, thank you for listening. Share, subscribe, retweet, tell people about it. Thanks for listening. Go Hogs.